0: Steeler Nation, we are back for another great episode of the sick podcast, Steeler Crazy. I am Jay York Football. This is Miked Up Sports 1. We have a very special guest, a four-time Super Bowl champion at that, but we want to give a big shout out to our sponsors before we get started with the show. And look what I just picked up today. Well, I actually picked up a lot of these. Uh, Chug, 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 chug. No, no, no. I'm saving this for Steelers Sunday. Uh, Why settle for a run-of-the-mill mass-produced beer when you can have the best? Upgrade your beer game, raise your standards and taste the difference that Stoney's beer can deliver. And they did deliver just like the Steelers delivered last Sunday with a victory. And man, I'm set to go. I got about like, you know, six of these six packs, I'll have to send you one over to South Florida. Uh, just get the tailgate started off right. Uh, Stoney's beer, it's brewed in late It doesn't get more Pittsburgh than that. Stoney's has taken over the Pittsburgh beer scene, and we're happy to be a part of it. So make sure you go and pick up your Stoney's. Yeah, town. usually
1: they say beer tastes better after Steelers win, but that beer tastes good all the time. Win or lose. It yeah. Look, man, I'm delicious.
0: I'm, I'm decked out, man. So I really appreciate everything that Stoney's is doing in the Pittsburgh area. And uh, obviously up at Latrobe, man, that's where it's brewed. And it's just Latrobe Steelers training camp, just a great place. So really excited to have them on board. And then we want to give another shout out uh, to Brushes and Beans Cafe in Murraysville. Caffeinate and create in Brushes and Beans Cafe. Visit them at five. Yes. 4550 William Penn Highway in Murraysville. Go see our guy Mark over there, but just make sure you go down there and check them out. It's right in Murraysville. There's a back room for private parties. They have art, they have tea, and of course they have the best coffee in Pittsburgh. So make sure you check out Brushes and Beans Cafe. Mike, we are just really, really excited for this next guest. I mean, how how often do you get to talk to four-time Super Bowl champion, and this guy is so humble. I met him at the Willie Throw event, so really, really fortunate to have him on the Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. So what do you say we get to it?
1: Turn up your, Turn up volume. Up your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick, sick Podcast, Steeler's podcast. Crazy.
2: Harris Smith Shields, Black Boy. Super Bowl Forty Three, Pittsburgh might be bound for that. Thanks
1: to number 43. The Sickest Pittsburgh Steelers Podcast. Sports Entertainment. Like no other, it's gonna be sick. I'm really excited. Important guest today. Not only on the field, but off the field. This is an individual that we're excited to teach people our age and younger uh, a little more about So let's bring him in and do just that. It's none other than, like you said, four-time. Yeah, that's four-time Super Bowl champion member member of the Steel Curtain defense, JT Thomas. JT,
2: hello, gentlemen.
1: There he is there he is there he is how are you sir thanks so much for joining us
2: oh my pleasure i'm being the best me i can be (laughs) yeah we're trying to do the same
1: over here our best isn't as good as your best though i'll put it that way (laughs) we're uh we're thrilled to have you on today and i like i said you know a lot of people our age will probably open the the steelers glossary if you will and see your name there and the steel curtain and what that team was able to accomplish. But maybe they're not going back to your Florida State days, which is really important to teach them about, of of course, because what you did was absolutely unprecedented. You essentially broke the color barrier at Florida State. You get to Florida State in what,
2: 1969?
1: Correct. Um, you, you debut in 1970, and you're the first African-American player to ever play for Florida State. Tell me about just I know you can't sum it up in, in, in a single sentence, but that experience, my goodness.
2: Yeah, it was a great experience. Just to understand, I grew up in um, from Macon, Georgia. So I grew up in the mm-hmm. 60s and I grew up in the civil rights movement uh, from age 10, um, you know, and I'm from Macon, Georgia. So I'm in the heart of the South, the heart of the Jim Crow era. So it was part of my culture growing up. And I guess uh, in, in my junior high school at age 14, I integrated myself and 12 other uh, young men, integrated our junior high school. So uh, you, you kind of like the children crossing the Jordan River. You're going in, you have no idea what's there and there's no how-tos, there's no directions. The only thing you have is prayers. So you can imagine at 14, you're going into an environment that is unprecedented. Uh, so it's uh, it was a learning experience, but uh, I learned a lot and it, it kind of prepared me for transition into college also mm-hmm. because basically the 70s or let's say the late 60s and 70s you had a lot of things going on with the vietnam war where women lived we had the drug you had the civil rights movement on there's so many things going on uh, on the campus and, and and probably in america so it was a very transformative time uh in spite of all the transition taking place it was a a, a time of maturity and growth and you and it built my character. Um, it allowed me an opportunity to meander, to, you know. I guess through those times, and um, and, I, and I look at the world different from probably you got to look at the world, you know. Obviously, uh, because a lot of things didn't happen. I grew up on the back of the bus. I grew up out of at age five, um, you know, having to read water fountains white of color, you know. Uh, so <laughs> those type of things. So I've um, even in college, you know, you not having access to although the civil rights movement. Or the Civil Rights Bill had been passed in '64 and '65, uh, the memo wasn't always transferred. So, in terms of access, but it was a, a great experience. It built character, and and you meet a lot of people. And the biggest thing, you, you change a lot of lives in that process. Yeah, you know. And football was a platform to 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 be the influence uh, in the lives of a lot of people, thousands of people, really. Yeah, definitely.
1: We're hanging out with JT Thomas, true trailblazer, uh, of course, here on the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. How were you received at, at Florida State? I mean, th- those transformative years must have been. Uh, I don't, I don't know what the right word is a challenging or like you said a learning uh, yeah, experience.
2: You know, imagine going to a foreign land. Uh, you you have yeah, coaches yeah. you have coaches that have never uh, dealt with. Uh, an African American player, having never coached one, you have instructors, you have teachers, you have players that had never. Uh, some had obviously in high school, but a lot of players had never been in a locker room or played with African Americans. So you you have this uh, this newness that was in classrooms, this was in all aspect of campus, uh, the dormitory, you know, living in the dormitory. So you can imagine this whole integration process. You were invading a a, a culture that. Uh, but well, before you want to allow into, so you can imagine the, the differentials um, and culture, the the learning curves there, and um, and and really it was a situation where you had to uh, absorb your environment and learn everything about the environment because it was new to me, and obviously you have to find out exactly well, okay, where would I fit in? Uh, what are the dangers? What are the fears? You know, so it, and yet at the same time you have to be normal, a student. Uh, do all the things uh that you expected to do as a football player as a student and yet you' actually meander in these these new borders, you know that um, most most kids go to college that wasn't their um, their uh, i should say task to do that just to be a student but you can imagine mm-hmm. you know uh, so it was um but if that's all you know that's all you know. Sure so that's sure. the thing sure. about it but it was a i look back it was a great experience i, I met a lot of great friends and it really made me of the day and really that um background allowed me to maneuver i guess even into the pros uh and and even outside the pros after pros in business whatever all those skills developed allowed me to um uh, uh kind of maneuver through life um make relationships do business et cetera yeah.
1: Incredibly are, impactful off the field, but just as much on the field. You're a guy at Florida State that you're you, part of that DBU family. You know, it, it didn't start with Deion Sanders over there, it started with JT <laughs> Thomas. That, that's for sure. Yeah. We, all, we all know that. We all know that. But eventually, it's a, it's a nice transition. You mentioned uh, you transitioning to the NFL. You're drafted by the Pittsburgh Steelers after a wildly successful college career in uh, 1973. You got to be this wide-eyed kid, still, right? Did you know anything about Pittsburgh at the time? Did you ever uh, been really?
2: There? Uh, when I was drafted by Pittsburgh, I had I'd never heard of Pittsburgh. I, had, I, I hadn't yeah. talked to anybody from Pittsburgh. I, I hadn't seen a scout, uh, coach, uh, nothing—not a phone call. So when I got drafted by Pittsburgh, really, I was asleep. <laughs> uh, yeah, you told I, me that
0: story. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I was asleep. Um, I didn't have an agent. Although I knew I was going to the draft, but I had been traveling. I got back, you know, the morning of the draft about 6 o'clock, so I missed the draft. I found out about, I don't know, four hours after the draft, I was the number one draft choice. And at that time, I say, Pittsburgh? Why Pittsburgh? You know, they they never had won except that year. That was Franco Harris' first year. So I never, you know, thought about Pittsburgh, never seen Pittsburgh, except when we came to play the University of Pittsburgh, I, I think my, my senior year, but... It never crossed my mind, but, you know, just, uh, you know, I was the only one draft choice, so it was fate and obviously, as you know, it turned out uh, just uh, a great opportunity, you know, that I couldn't imagine really, definitely.
0: That's great stuff. I rem- I remember you told me that uh, when we had the live podcast and I was just cracking up. You told me you were asleep and I can't imagine being the number one draft pick and being asleep. But it, it makes for years later, it makes for a great story. Right. Because look at everything that you accomplished. Um, I want to talk about some of your former players. Uh, I'll, I'll just go uh, one at a time. We'll start with uh, Mel Blunt. Just kind of just, you know, just kind of sum it up. What was
2: yeah, Mel and I are uh, close. Mel and I are both from Georgia. Our homes about sixty miles apart. Mel's from Vidalia, from Macon. I didn't know Mel until I got, uh, you know, came to the Steelers. But uh, Mel was uh, just a just a, a monument, a statue, a very formidable character. Uh, he's probably about an inch taller than me, and he was probably about ten pounds heavier. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, but uh, probably I would say if I look at all defensive backs as probably one of the greatest defensive backs, uh, that did it all with Mel blood. Uh, yeah, he, yeah. uh, he could cover, he could, uh, support the run. Uh, and was just a, he thought he thought he was a thoroughbred. He never thought he was really human. You know, he, 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 he <laughs> thought he was a thoroughbred, you know, he horses, yeah. but a very phenomenal athlete. And, uh, he was, a. Uh, one of the guys that—that's uh, part of a great team. It's hard to really look at when you look at a team like that to to see who's great because mm-hmm. we're eleven mm-hmm. all pros on defense. So yeah. You, yeah. You, know, you couldn't afford a team like that today. Can you imagine to have what you know, with T.J. Watts and, and Hayward, eleven of those guys on defense? Well, wow. would break wow. the, it, it would break the bank. So, uh, what Mel, I would say is. Um, of all cornerbacks, probably the best I've ever seen. Um, I I love Dion. Dion's a great cover guy, mm-hmm. and yeah. Dion is probably the best athlete. I would say he's the best defensive back ever played, but he's the best athlete <laughs> probably ever. <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah, yeah. But as probably one of the, the best cornerbacks, um, I would say Mel Blount probably could hold that position mm-hmm. um, because of um, the coverage he's you know a four four guy in the in the forty, like we all were, but that wasn't his police speed. Mm-hmm. So uh, <laughs> uh, you know so uh but in terms of the run support uh as a complete player a football player uh probably Mel Blonde is probably one of the best that ever played the quarterback
0: position. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: So what about uh mean Joe Green?
2: Oh my God. Well, Joe was one of those guys. Uh, he was the anchor, the cornerstone. Um, I, he brought the attitude, and the Sims allowed Joe to be Joe. Joe probably was the only guy on the team that that wasn't, wasn't, they probably didn't even think about getting cut. You know, we come to camp, every, you know, Chuck knows mentality is that when you come there, uh, no matter who you were, you felt like you are going to get cut that year Even Franco. There probably was only one guy that felt that he would never would never thought about getting cut as Joe Green, but but Joe Green was probably the foundation of the so his attitude, the winning, uh, the toughness, and and was he mean? Yes, he, he was very mean. Now he got nicer after he did that Coke commercial, you know. But uh, <laughs> but but Joe was a tough guy. He set the tone, and um, he was ferocious. I mean, he done things from. Uh, hit guys in the stomach, spitting guys' faces, I mean. <laughs> <Man> <laughs> Things it all, that it you all. just don't do. Uh, if he played today, uh, his fines would probably run somewhere up in probably half a million dollars a year in fines. But uh, but, but he laid um, a foundation of winning that we all bought into. Uh, and I have to say, if you look at it, what made the steel curtain, what was the the cornerstone what was the rule? It, it was Joe Green. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I before I have two more before I throw it back over to Mike. Uh, Jack, Jack Lambert, and Jack Ham.
2: Well, Jack Ham. Jack Ham was a, a guy that that's a great athlete. Mm-hmm. I don't think Jack really knew uh, the plays half of the time. You know, uh, I mean, he was kind of a guy like. He was just glad that you see this, this guy that's glad to be in the huddle. Like, OK, happy to be there. Yeah, he's guys, there. Yeah, he's, jumpsuit, he's just looking around all excited to be there. And too often, uh, for some reason, he lined up and he, he was looking back at me, you know, shaking his hands. Well, I mean, he never, he never got the coverage or, or didn't know the coverage. And, and, and half of the time, you know, we used to say that Jack was kind of the guy that never ran the play. He played football, and, and which is a good thing. Great football players never run the play. It's called. You play what you see, and the play is secondary. If you run the play, uh, and, and something that we learned, and, and I think our coach kind of instilled in that, but Jack just naturally never ran. I mean, never ran the play. That's why he didn't know the coverage was half of the time. But he, he he reacted what he saw. But a a super athlete. Uh, I mean, uh, great and must support blitz. Uh, you know, our Hall of Famer uh, Jack Lambert is a very, very intelligent guy. Uh, very uh, intelligent at the same time, very ferocious. If you're going down the alley late at night, uh, take him with you. Uh, you, you. You 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 you're probably guaranteed to come back, you know. Yeah. But but he was the the signal caller, and um, you know a guy that was tough, had a lot of range, uh, just a great athlete, and and really he he, he kind of commanded the uh, the attention in the huddle for the most part. I mean. He conditioned us, and I was thinking about it a few years ago, psychologically, mm-hmm. uh, while we mm-hmm. played for so Ferocious. But before every play, I don't know why he did it, he would say three and out, three and out. And he would say, okay, okay, guys, three and out, then they're called stunt four, three, cover C. And so we got used to hearing this three and out. So in our mind, it's just three plays. We're out of here. And so uh, I didn't think about that mental condition of hearing three and out which is what what is three plays? So you gave a thousand percent on those three plays, but it was always the goal three and out. So it, and, and that had a lot to do with the psych the psychology of how we were playing uh every series. Because in our mind it wasn't the second series, it was three plays an so, and out. So and I thought about that, the effects of that. You know, you're thinking three plays and out, which means on these plays here. We gonna shut you down. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah,
0: you didn't have a backup have, uh, plan, huh? You didn't what have a backup that? plan.
2: No, eh, no, but 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 that that whole psychology there that he brought and 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 you know it was about winning. It was mean. It was tough. And but at the same time, uh, everybody cheered each other because what happened. You Chuck know to make sure that you, well here's your strength here's your weakness okay well he has your strength and your weaknesses and vice versa so now you're cheering for each other because he, he got your weakness with his strength so now you become a cheerleader for Donnie Shell for because he's compensating for what you don't have. So I'm going to cheer him on because he's covering my ass (laughs) and vice versa. So you can see the the harmony that created when you realize uh, what your teammate means to you, that he's covering you. You You're going to cover him. So you get a whole different attitude that suppose that it's not about me, it's about us. It's about dependency on each other.
0: Yeah, before I do throw it back over to Mike, I wanted to uh talk about um, you know, in what year nineteen seventy-six you were a pro bowl. Um mm-hmm. how cool was that experience?
2: It was cool because, you know, you, you imagine there there were three other all pro all pro defensive backs in the secondary. So I'm sitting home watching them go and I finally got the opportunity to go in nineteen seventy-six. Uh, and that was a challenge because uh, I was the youngest of uh, the defensive back. So you can't take all four, but they did eventually. But you can see uh, with the Steelers team, how do you send all these guys to the Pro Bowl every year? So someone gets screwed in that process. And and that was part of the, the, the dynamics uh, on the team now in terms of Hall of Fame. I mean, who do you put in the Hall of Fame? Uh I mean, um, back then, they only, out of the 49 players, they focused on probably seven guys, the media. And we didn't have the technology, you know, and the platforms today. Where you know, um, there was three cameras. So typically, you know, after the game, you know, there's probably seven players that get the media. And now you got 42 guys that they were just there. No, they weren't there. But it was just the nature of the time, you know, um, that um, the media was, was the media at the time, yeah. So it was a different game, but, uh, uh, it's, um, uh, it was great. It's fun. It's it was something that, that's uh, still in Hawaii,
0: uh, Hawaii, Huh? Was that still in Hawaii? What's that? The Pro Bowl.
2: Uh, at one time it was, they, 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 they moved it around from, from different cities, you know, for the most part. Yeah. But, but the Pro Bowl was, uh, it, it, it was, it, no, really it's where you, you meet all the, all, all the greats, you know, guys who played against, um, you know, uh, during the season, guys, there's even some of your college teammates. So it's, it's really guys there to enjoy each other and talk crap and and tell the fish story and, and what they're going to do to you next year. Type of, <laughs> that type of deal, yeah. We're here with four-time
1: yeah. Super Bowl champion J.T. Thomas. Hey, where
2: do you keep the rings? Where are those where are those four sit? Uh, they're upstairs in a cigar box.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm sure, uh, yeah. well protected. Well, they <laughs> are, you, are... Know,
2: uh, you know, you uh, the rings are—they're great. Obviously, uh, like I, I only wear one. I haven't worn another three since I got the fourth one. But it's it's kind of more uh, a memory. But it's more the relationships, you know, than the rings. The rings are great, but. What you remember more is the camaraderie, the relationship that you create over the years, and the bonding, you know, with, the, with a lot of great, great men. That I look at them as different than maybe you guys. So you look at them as superstars, yeah. because right. you know their weaknesses, right. their strength, their shortcomings, and, and and we grew up together, you know, as, uh, as a young man, you know, and went through about ten years together in our lives. So it's uh, I look at them totally different, you know.
1: I've got a couple more right. questions uh, for you here. I'm sure you've been asked this a number of times, but probably never gets old uh, giving your feedback on this. Obviously, the game has changed plenty. Uh, What advice would you give young athletes today, maybe in high school, that high school level heading into college? You know, you have things like NIL now uh, as well impacting things. If somebody came up to you and said, hey, listen, you're a vet, you're a Super Bowl champion, tremendous player. What advice do you have for them?
2: Well, I think uh, football is a great game. I, I, I mean, I will tell people if you want to pursue that, uh, do so. But remember, it's, it's, it's a short career. Um, you know, you have to have something that, that, that lasts after the average 4.2 years of the game. Um, it's today you can make a, a lot of money and you can make. I'm going to call it career money. When I played, it was job money. Uh, we used football as a, it was a springboard. I never looked at its career. Uh, the attitude was we get five years, get invested for a pension, and you get into your life worse. Today, if you get five years and you're a top draft choice, you're probably set for life. But mm-hmm. I, I would tell them, uh, young kids, you need an education because football can be taken away from you. Knowledge cannot be taken away from you. Uh, you always one play from retirement, you know. It, it's a great game, and if you have the skill set, you know, go for it. But don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know. I, I think that you have to have a life, and you have to have a something beyond football, you know. F- football is only means, you know, to an end, and it it brings you a lot of joy and fun, but but it, it may not. I don't think it will complete your life, you know. A lot of because what happened, I would say never uh, allow football or any sports uh, to identify you. You have to find something more substantive than sports to be identified by, because people forget about it. Forget forget about you. You can't run. You can't jump anymore. But I think yeah. so. You need to be defined by something that is is a little more sustaining, and that can uh, take you. From life to the end of life and that's not football
1: I I think Uh, the uh, the Steelers could use a little corner help I think you could get out there and jump and run are you kidding me well come on on. you
2: know I I watched the Mel blind I talk about the the DB play today it's a little different Uh, uh, it's a little little softer uh, they uh, they're not physical. Uh, they they do things that uh, that I see that I, that don't make any sense. They put themselves in a in a in a in harm's way. But like I say, they are playing different techniques than we play today. And um, but yeah, there are some things that you know some things don't change, you know. But but I, it's like anything else. I think there's some there's some things they could do that they don't know. Uh, you know, I guess all the secrets that we had, uh, they weren't passed on. So that, there's a lot of secrets on the corner of play that I can see. Uh, I see Joey Porter. You know, um, you can anticipate what's going to happen to a player by uh, the lineup, his movement, what he's reacting to. And uh, and back then, the, the biggest difference—they don't jam today. They don't try to get the jam. They they just turn and run, and and that was just something we wouldn't have done you well, to understand the psychology of our era was this we couldn't play zone well we didn't like playing zone so we were conditioned man to man so we felt comfortable man to man. I think it's just the opposite they they feel very uncomfortable in man to man they play a lot of zone and you know and uh so it's uh it, that's the difference you know uh, we didn't play a lot of zone and so we were bad at it <laughs> for the most part. And feel uncomfortable. Sounds so, it's, cool.
1: yeah. Sounds like Joey Porter Jr. has impressed you, though, right?
2: Oh yeah, he had. Well, he, he has the skills, and he wearing my number. He better do it justice. I mean, I mean, obviously, <laughs> I mean, I've been seeing done justice since I left, really. But I'm not going to talk about that. I mean, some guys are came with it, but. uh
0: You think yeah, he would I mean, at least ask? Say it again. You think he would at least ask for your number?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he, he should have got permission or something, you know. I mean, oh, I say, Mister Thomas, do you mind? I mean, uh, I, I would do your, just, your Jersey justice here. No, but no, Joe is a great athlete. Uh, a lot of potential. I, I, I think that um, he's young, he, he, you know, and I think that's one of the problems the Steelers have right now. Offensively, defensively, they are so young, you know, and uh, and there's. I mean, who, I guess the question, who are the leaders out there? Like, especially on offense. You, you, you got some good players on offense. It's no leader. So you look for who's the leader. You have to have a leader there. And I think that's one of the things, one of the shortcomings, they lack like leadership. They have great athletes out there. And that will take time, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I think. But Joey Porter, I do like, um, I like the way Joey Porter, has the size, the speed, and I think, yeah, you know, if, if, uh, and, and his father can give him a lot of advice you know uh i i hope he doesn't try to i guess up his dad you know, yeah, yeah. You know with the trash talking you know? but <laughs> but but i, I think he, he's a, he's a great athlete i think he got a great future you know if he, you know as he mature and get his head you know put on because he's a baby he got carnation on his breath he doesn't know it yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man uh yeah we just really want to Thank you for coming on. I think that our fans will really appreciate, uh, you know, hearing your expertise. And I know we talked about it uh, when I met you sure. at the event, sure. but yeah, just uh, you know, our viewers would love to hear from you.
2: Yeah, well, based on what I'm doing now, I'm a, I'm a rum ambassador for a company out of uh, Key West called Papa's Pilar Rum. Mm-hmm. And based on what I do, I've actually go around and be an ambassador in Pennsylvania and introduce uh, Papa's Pilar Rum. It's um, Rum is uh Papa Law is Ernest Hemingway nickname. Okay. And so his name after uh Ernest Hemingway, fashioned after him as an adventurer. Uh and like I say, we're based in um, uh uh our distillers in Florida, Key West, and and we're in every state. We came into Pennsylvania about a year and a half ago. Ohio the last two states. So what I do, I go around do tasting and Hugging and kissing and tasting with uh, with restaurant tours and and the whole our game is to get our our product hopefully next year into the state stores. There's a processing into the state stores. So right now, I go directly to licensees and and they it, it, they get into their stores um, via the special order. So I do uh, cigar bars, restaurants, chain restaurants, <laughs> the stadiums, you know, um, anyone that is licenses. Um, I get I try to get the product in there, and once it's in there, they love it. It's, it's a great product, and so um, it's called Papa's Pilar. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's great stuff. So I do have one request, though. Next time you come on, we got to see them Super Bowl wings. I know that you you don't like showing them <laughs> off, and you're humble, but we, we'll we'll save it for we'll save it for another time. Hey, okay, Mr.
1: Thomas, I got to mention really quickly: you and my fiance have something really important in common. You're okay. Both Florida State Seminoles. Oh, is this the year?
2: Oh, <laughs> hey, you're a smart guy, man. You know, you know I'm really impressed with <laughs> you. I mean, you, you are an intelligent man. <laughs> is, it,
1: is this the year, by the way? They're fantastic. Uh, is, yeah,
2: back. I ju- I was there for homecoming this past weekend. Yeah. And they played wow. Duke, and it was fantastic. And matter of fact, I have a nephew that plays as a running back, uh, number 26. Matter of fact, he's wearing my college number. And, uh, and that was just cool. ironic. And he was uh he was at Pitt uh, last couple years, and he transferred, uh, not Pitt, but at Penn State, I'm
0: sorry. Okay. Uh,
2: he went from Penn State down to Florida State. His name Kaziah Keziah Holmes. Um, he scored that yeah, first yeah. touchdown last night. Um, I mean, last last Saturday when they played. Uh, that is Duke. so cool. Yeah. Yeah, but but give your fiance a similar old comrade. You little hoot for me, man. I, t- I appreciate
1: that. Definitely. She's gonna enjoy hearing about this for sure. Right. Thank you so much, Mister. Thank Thomas. you. Absolute pleasure. Take we'll do care. it again. Take go notes, Chop Be on. Blessed. We'll, we'll okay, chop best. on with you. We'll chop on for you. There you go. Yeah, it's rare that uh, I, he probably was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, your fiance and I have something in common. That's a, that's a weird transition. <laughs> but,
0: um, <laughs> was, uh, I mean, Florida State. Man. I think that. It could be the year for them. So always oh, cool. It's just like he's such a humble guy too. Like I remember when I met him at that event. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I, uh, I won the Super Bowl four times. And I'm like, You're like okay. Uh, and, he, and I was like, where's the rings? He's like, they're they're in storage. I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's a good place to keep my guess. It's tough to flaunt four of them. It's like brass knuckles at that. Point. Yeah. Hey, you know, you know, it's close to Tallahassee, uh, Florida State. It's kind of close. What's that? Jacksonville. Oh. And the Jacksonville Jaguars are coming to town this weekend for a really big game. Well,
0: I guess we have to give our predictions, right?
1: We got to give our predictions before we get out of here. Uh, and I also, after our predictions, we'll we'll leave with some sponsors because I know I want to talk a little bit about some great, great partnerships mm-hmm. we have as well, but but yeah. First, let's uh, let's talk about yeah. our thoughts on this game. It's not going to be easy. That's for sure. So
0: you you tweeted it out earlier this week or whenever it was. And uh, Jacksonville has our number in Pittsburgh. We uh, we we yeah. all know that, and they're a surging team right now. Um, the Steelers, believe it or not, despite whatever use, you, you know the product that we put on the field, were four and two. So I think that this game really will turn the needle. You're going into, I just tweeted out today about, you know, we have lesser opponents uh, coming up, even though that those are the trap games as we like to call them. But I think that this is really a statement game for the Steelers. You know, you're coming back home, you know, you're kind of getting the mojo on offense. The defense obviously, you know, has always been there, you know, obviously hopefully we can get some better uh, cornerback play. Um, But rather than that, I mean, I I think that this is, this is going to be a win for the Steelers. Um, I just, I don't know, man, there's just something in the water in Pittsburgh and the Allegheny and the three rivers. I don't know what it is, but I'm just, I'm feeling good. I called the Jalen Warren touchdown last week. So um, I'm going to say, I feel like everyone who predicts even like the, you know, the people on CBS and all the mainstream guys, it's, they're always like 24, 17, you know what? I'm gonna call this right now. I'm gonna say that the Steelers are gonna break the curse and uh they're gonna get over 400 yards on offense. Whoa. I, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think it's I'm gonna go Steelers 35, Jacksonville 27.
1: 35 points. Oh my gosh. You just it's bound to happen, man.
0: It's bound you to broke,
1: happen. You broke the internet. I'm whoa. 35 and a George Pickens I touchdown. F- fell out of my chair right here. <laughs> 35 points, oh my goodness gracious. All right, let me tell you about something first before I give my prediction, a little teaser that maybe can help the Steelers win. If you purchase their merchandise similar to, uh, or I should say a brand that creates merchandise that'll help you root on the Steelers, it's shopyens.com. Check out Jordan's hat, check out my hat. This is the number one brand for Pittsburgh sports. Legitimately, all black and gold, all the time, baby. Use the code 615. These guys are blowing up. They have an awesome New shirt, Victory Monday. Hopefully, we're wearing that come Monday once more. uh, 15% off your entire purchase when you get that Victory Monday t-shirt. ShopYins.com with two Zs and no minimum purchase necessary, Jordan. I I am – so I'll say a couple of things. One, I'm going to pat myself on the back because the last two seasons, I've nailed the Steelers record correctly. Correctly. I think I'm going to nail it correctly this season again, 10-7. and seven, I'm sticking with it. Going to nail it again. However, my pick-by-pick pick weekly has not gone so hot this, week, this year. The All last right. two games, I predicted them to lose against Baltimore. Predicted them to lose against the Rams. Guess what they did? They won both games. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to predict them to Let lose. Uh,
0: I'm, going
1: to, I'm going to predict them to lose. So I think Jacksonville comes into Pittsburgh. High-flying offense. They're going to be really well-rested. They had 10 days off after the Thursday night win against the Saints. This is a 5-2 team. They are really, really good. Playoff team last year, of course. Trevor Lawrence at the helm is going to be healthy. Options galore. Ridley, Ingram, Kirk on the outside there. I think the Steelers will definitely have a good offensive day because they're going to need to keep up in a shootout. But I'll go 27-21. Jags, it's a nice hedge of the bet. I'd like to come back and say I was wrong three times in a row, but if they do ultimately lose, then you know what? I finally get one right. But remember, 10-7 and at the end of the day. Here's one thing you can definitely do as well, J.Y., which is really important to mention. I know you're going to talk about it here in a second, but right now the Jags are a slight favorite. You could bet on this game, right, with DraftKings.
0: Yeah. you you know, string together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making it, you know, NBA's even starting as Mm -hmm. well. So now you can use our code, six sports, $5, get you $200 in bonus bets on any NFL bet. But, but that's the thing, like, you know, we're a Steelers podcast, but you can bet on cricket. You can bet on tennis. Don't tell my wife that, um, you know, just the crown is yours at DraftKings visit you know, draftkings.com, download the app. You can do it from your computer, the app, everywhere. I kind of like having, you know, all my bets up on the desktop so I can just like check back. It's like my little spaceship. But make sure that you use our code Six Sports and make yourself some money. Christmas is coming up. You know, start a little fund, a, a DraftKings account. Tell your friends, grandmother, aunt, uncle, whoever they're coming in from town, make them some money. You know, you'll be the, you'll go from the black sheep to the, you know, the golden child. I like that. I like that
1: a lot. And listen, if you're ever sitting back at home or listening to us or watching us, we know we have a lot of great viewers and you're like, damn, these guys have a lot of sponsors. It's because we like to support local too, right? These are our choices over here. We like to support people like Stoney's, Shop Yens, and of course, Steel City Wheelhouse, I mean, how yeah. can we leave out John and John at the end of the day? We are supporting local all day, every day here, especially with the Pittsburgh Ties. It's Still literally where
0: Jalen Warren gets his car done. So yeah. if it's it takes- that simple. Take it from number 30 on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's where the bar is set. Tires for all cars and trucks can now be purchased online at steelcitywheelhouse.com and financing is available. John and John over there just doing great things, uh, taking over the Pittsburgh car scene. I just know so many, you know, great customers that went there and rode off in style. And of course, number thirty goes, so why shouldn't you? Well said.
1: Absolutely well said. Thanks to all of our sponsors. Thanks to JT Thomas. Hopefully a really impactful interview. you learn a little something new, go write a a paper on him. If you're in high school, he's a great guy. A true trailblazer. True trailblazer for sure. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the sick podcast. Deal is crazy. Make sure you catch up on the Jalen Warren show. Uh, that we recorded earlier this week. So much fun. Talked about that touchdown. Talked about that victory over the Rams. Let's hope oh, God, Steelers you. can get another one. Drink some stonies. Wear some shopkins. Get your tires fixed and bet on DraftKings. All right, we'll see you next time. Peace. See ya. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.